Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, Building Empires, Momentum in Life and Business. It's with me, your host, Sharon Gutierrez. I am a marketing coach, best-selling author, tech founder, and inspirational speaker. This is going to be the raw, real life, behind the scenes of how I have built and I am building my empire, which started from nothing. If you've ever felt different, out of place, or alone in this journey, I got you. My goal is to show up and share the energy and the how-tos of how to build momentum in life and business. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode. And I have a guest today. It's not just me. Yay. (laughs) I know it's like super fun to hear me ramble on, but I wanted to invite one of my bestest friends, Mary. Um, Mary, introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. Hi, everybody. Yeah, Mary Despe. I'm a recruitment professional and career coach based in Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, I'm the owner of my recruitment firm, which is called MK Despe Consulting. But I also, you know, work as a recruitment consultant for organizations um, and, and such. But yeah, that's me. You're also, I mean, an influencer, right? Like, is that how we're describing you now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is part of my identity. Yeah, I guess I'm an influencer, for sure. I mean, like, I love talking about recruiting, career-minded topics, like if you're for working professionals. And, you know, I write for a lot of media outlets and do LinkedIn Lives and, you know, workshops and such. So, yeah, you know, I'll take that title. Like that title, yeah. So um basically, so I started my podcast. Well, I had a podcast before and I and I like I didn't ever get super into it. I literally think I called it the same thing. I don't even remember, but I just kind of like I don't know, the energy behind it was just kind of flat. And so I just like stopped it and then I decided to relaunch it a few months ago where I was just like, I really wanted to just do this very laid back style. I think I was feeling burnt out on like the curated everything and I'm like can I just like not do that can I just like do something really laid back like I don't want to edit things like I mean if something crazy happens or whatever then yeah we could like take that out (laughs) but for the most part I don't really edit anything like I don't even bring in my proper camera today or not camera um microphone today so like you know the sound quality is like not a plus plus but I'm just like shit like I just want to show up and share like the journey more like versus like oh here's 10 things you know to learn even though sometimes I guess I do that but it's more like just kind of the journey so what happened was like I was chatting with Mary the other day and we started talking about like identity and business and I was like oh my gosh this would be such a good podcast episode I'm like we should just have it like continue this conversation um a little bit and like talk about it because it's something that a lot of us like deal with and everything but before we jump into that like Mary what do you remember how we became friends <laughs> oh my gosh um... I was trying to remember I don't really fully know a hundred. I mean, all I know is that it had to do with a group that I was a member. Actually, I was a president of here in Hawaii called the National Association of Professional Women or NAPW. Oh, yeah, NAPW. It goes by a different name now, but whatever. That's me. Oh, does it? I think so, but I have no idea. <laughs> and then <laughs> We also have many friends um, from BNI, Business mm-hmm. Networking International, in the Hawaii region. So I feel like it was some sort of vortex that we <laughs> met between the two. <laughs> I don't know exactly how, but yeah. 
I mean, do yeah. you have better recollection than I do? I probably, you know, well, it's like the first time I really remember like meeting you was at an APW. Cause I was, I was speaking, but I, yeah. like, I'm like, did I know you before that? Like, I'm not, I can't remember like how that happened. Cause I remember speaking, it was at one of the, um, golf, golf clubs or country clubs or something. And I was doing my yeah. 20 point marketing audit. And, um, so I remember that kind of like, as like well, some of the first times like connecting with you, I just can't remember like how we connected before that. But then like, yeah, then we ended up networking, it being in BNI together when I lived in Hawaii. And then we ended up like connecting, like there was like this, like um, there is this like core group of friends, like what, five of us or something. So we all, you know, hung out a lot. Yeah. And then since then, most of us have like moved to other places, other islands, other states. But I feel like Mary, like we probably, maybe not gotten closer. Maybe, maybe we have probably. since I left. Yeah. yeah, probably. I mean, I think that our business professional and like personal work lives kind of are very similar i mean mm -hmm. maybe not not exactly the same but you know a lot of the shared interests so yeah yeah, yeah. and like and so because we so most of our i think our friendship like i mean we probably could count like maybe under 20 times or something like that that we've like actually just like hung out hung out but like i there's no way i could count how many phone calls or hours we've like walked on the phone it's crazy. I feel like every time we talk, it's going to be at least an hour sometimes. So yeah, but what I love though, that we can always relate on, there's like multiple things we can relate on. Obviously I think core values are really important. Um, but also like just kind of, I think some political viewpoints are similar. I think that both of us being in the business world as women, as minorities, um, is something also just like, uh, having like, building a business that involves like social media and like this constant like shift of like who am I how am I presenting myself to the world like how am I leveling up my business you know what am I even offering these days you know what am I selling and I think those are the things that we have in common so like right now like what are what are you focusing on with your business right now like what's your kind of key oh, thing God. so <laughs> yeah, no, this is funny because it is a perfect conversation and I'm sure I'm not alone and you're mm -hmm. not alone. So like with the business that I have, um, MK Despot Consulting, so it started in 2013, like formally as an LLC yeah. and I've kept it. And for the first, I don't know, like seven years of seven or six years of that, you know, I operated as an agency, like a recruitment agency, staffing mm -hmm. agency all that. And it was just me. And then I had like two part-time resources that would work with me in interns here and there. And then, you know, before the pandemic, like literally six months before I was like, you know, I am so tired of this. Yeah. I just want to like not be an agency anymore, but I love recruiting. I love all these things about, you know, interacting with people. I'm just going to farm myself out as a consultant. And so that's what I did. And I have been doing that since like 2019. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so I spent a lot of my working days, like the 40 hours a week that people spend in say like a nine to five job mm -hmm. doing recruitment consultant functions. Mm -hmm. However, there's this whole other, like, I feel you know, nine to five job, but off hours. Know, where right? Your other, other nine to five. Yeah. My other, other full-time kind of thing um, is really just building stuff that I'm interested in, which is about recruiting and careers, but it's more about focusing on the job seeker and working professionals. Um, you know, I specifically, I guess you could, I mean, I do do coaching 
and the influencing, but I really want to narrow down on people who feel like they're unseen mm. in the job search. So I serve them by like one-on-one coaching with certain people, um, you know, online communities, workshops, and things like that. So it's interesting because for a long time, I felt like I was in conflict with my clients for recruiting. Like I didn't feel like I could muddy up the water as being like, oh, but I'm also this career coach. Yeah. And like, I would deliberately like keep everything separate and not talk about stuff, especially on LinkedIn, because that's where a lot of my people are. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until like the last year or so where I really just being like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to put all sorts of stuff that I'm interested on there. (laughs) Yeah. What happens? And I mean, like, it's very liberating, but I mean, I'm mindful that like identity, it's not a separate thing. It's like, you're, it's all of those things. You know, it is. I didn't realize that you had kind of switched up your business model because that was a really similar time to me because like I had started my um, digital marketing agency um, on Oahu uh, it was 2010. And um, I think it was 2019. It was like it was right before the pandemic because I remember I was actually there in Hawaii like right when the pandemic started and I was, I had already decided to close my agency and go to consulting full-time while well, coaching really, even though I didn't want to be a coach. Like that was like when identity crisis. Cause I was like, I'm not a coach, but I was a coach. Like I was coaching people, but I didn't want to call it coaching, but um, I just like went back and forth all the time. But um, yeah. And then I went to Hawaii and I was actually training some of the freelancers that had worked for me to like take on clients. And so, um, and then when I was coming back, it was actually, you were one of the people that were like, Hey, there's this like COVID thing happening. Like maybe you should wear a mask on the plane. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, is that a thing? And, um, yeah, so that's exactly how that went down. But yeah, we went so long ago. It's like a lifetime ago. Yeah. I guess I haven't been back to Hawaii since then. Have I, I'm trying to think, I know I haven't, I haven't really traveled much, honestly. Yeah. Right. Me too. I mean, I moved to three different states, but I guess that counts. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, okay. So when it comes to like identity and like, so you have like kind of your core offerings, like how you show up and like how you started like separating things out between, you know, feeling like you needed to keep things like maybe more like corporate and um, identifying like LinkedIn as like your main social media. Right. Cause that's like your main, main platform. Yeah, that's where I have most of engagement, followers, everything. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'm on everything pretty much. Yeah. What <laughs> made, I mean, but like you definitely dominate, like you're known for like your LinkedIn presence. Like you have access to the cool kids features like, oh. and everything. <laughs> We're doing lives and like all of this stuff. So like, how did you identify like and know that this was like definitely your spot and commit to wanting to like show up there? Like probably the most, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of it was because while my profession recruitment, like many recruiters are on LinkedIn and there Mm -hmm. are specific tools for LinkedIn to find people in business and in the workplace. So like, it just was natural to always be on that platform. Mm -hmm. But I think like within the last few years, you just start seeing people share more and more of themselves and what they're interested in beyond work. Yeah. And, you know, and recruiters, they're notorious for just being like, hey, I'm going to post like I'm hiring, you know, anybody good for this job. And it's like it's so boring. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like, how do I break free? I don't want to confuse people what I do. But, you know, honestly, that was all in my head because like nobody's confused. <laughs> like we can be <laughs> multifaceted people. And people actually want to see that more so, you know, mm-hmm. like what is your opinion? 
And what do you are, what are you excited about? Like, what do you do in your free time? Like people really want to see that because they see you as a person and they choose to engage with you because of those things. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, it's like, I was actually just like having that conversation with a client. Cause I know that there's like some um, people like marketing strategy wise, and it's true for some companies. So this is like not a blanket, yeah. everything fits everyone's statement, but like, you know, they're like, Oh, everything needs to be at this like reading grade level and like make it really easy and stuff like that. When it comes to like my personal brand, you know, and like my social media, my blogs, like everything. And that has spilled over into my like tech company as well. Is that like, I really trust my audience to like, get it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. like, it's very much in my voice. It's very authentic. And maybe it won't make sense to all people or maybe yeah. there's too much swearing or like not enough for grammar or whatever, but I'm like, but it's very authentic. It's very me. Like I know my subjects. I'm incredibly like smart and confident in my arenas. And so it's just like, yeah, I want to create stuff that like makes sense. And like, yeah, it can feel like, but I do get overwhelmed sometimes. And I think like, oh, is this confusing? Like, are people going to get that I'm a marketing coach and a speaker and a tech founder and like an author like oh yeah and I have course you know like it's it's a lot right so it's kind of like I don't know I feel like every couple of months or like maybe six months or so I don't know I kind of go through a little bit of a you know shift and trying to just like make sure it makes sense to me and like how I'm leading and it doesn't necessarily affect like the business operations that much but it really matters to me that it's straight in my head as far as like how I'm choosing to show up like does that make sense yeah I mean completely and I think it's always good to just kind of look at it and, and get the feedback and assess if this is the right stuff you want to put out about yourself mm-hmm. um, with the audiences. And I think what's also important too is, I mean, it's really, for me, I've just decided like, yeah, there's a certain voice, a certain way that I communicate with people, mm-hmm. either they it or they don't, or they don't really care. And yeah. I sometimes being on social media in general, it's really easy to fall prey to like, oh my God, what I'm doing isn't the right thing because like not not a lot of people engaging or they don't, there aren't so many comments or, you know, or that, you know, other people who talk about the same topic, they get all these other kinds of engagements and, you know, following, but all that it's taught me is like, I'm on my, you know, path, I'm in my lane and that's cool. And that works for me. And it feels authentic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm definitely like a person who loves to write stuff. I mean, although like I've been doing video more and I enjoy it, but like my audience likes to read that I do know. So like, yeah. it's not necessarily going to be like the two second blip where, you know, nowadays you see that quite a bit and you need to have that every so often, but like the core of the people that follow me and really get me, they read like a lot. Yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, from like a, like strategy perspective, like I always tell people, like, it does not fucking matter what's trending and hot and like all of those things, like, especially when you're in that early stage stuff, right. When you're a solopreneur, you're doing things on your own. Maybe you have a small team, like you have to decide what makes sense for you and what are you going to stick with? Right. As far as like, you know, the TikTok reels, like that really short form video content, maybe it's YouTube. Um, I know for me, like I used to write a lot of blogs and like those have served me really well. And like, because that gives you a lot of 
SEO value and stuff like that. I don't write as much as I used to, but I used to write a ton of blogs. And then like over time, it's kind of shifted like what I'm more interested. Um, I went through a phase like maybe like three years ago or something. I mean, I, it was a solid like two years or so where I did a shit ton of Facebook lives and like that brought in money. Like it was crazy. Like people really liked it. That like format was like working well at that time. And then I just kind of got burned out on it. And like, honestly, like I think the last like maybe six months or so I've kind of given myself time to just like not be on social media all the time. Cause I was like, I just wanted to see what yeah. made sense to me. And I think kind of going back to the identity conversation, and this is what we touched on the other day that made me say, we have to have this on a podcast was yeah. like, you know, I, when I built my first company, my agency, I like, that was completely under a very like professional like voice like everything was branded as such because I was in my early 20s I was wildly insecure and like I felt like there was no way that anyone would take me serious if I was just me so like I kind of like so share enterprise was the name of the company you know it was out there and like honestly like it was so disconnected from me that like people didn't even realize that I owned the company they would be like oh like I'm gonna steal you away from the company and I was like sure like okay <laughs> like you can try that but it's just like that's crazy to me now to think that I was so disconnected so then I you know as I grew that and then I really like you know a big part of me closing the agency was because I felt like I had lost so much of my voice and like while I loved what I did I like was just I needed to show up more authentically so I had been creating this blog on the side that was called under compliments of Sharon and it was like all of these um blogs that were like in my authentic voice I think my first blog post was like how to stay away from blood sucking partnerships you know and it felt good to be able to write and create things that were in my voice and like very true to me and so when I realized that that was giving me so much joy and like I was so like burnt out from the agency I was like let me just do this like full time and like get to show up this way so I did that for um, you know, a couple years, a few years. And then, you know, then I, you know, you go through phases, you get kind of burnt out and then I ended up starting a tech company. And so like, kind of this brings me to like where I'm at now, like, you know, I started pretty simple, you know, it's been about a year and we're still in that very, very early stage of like, you know, um, and then this is like, I talk about on the podcast a lot, like the journey and stuff, but it's like, we're just now kind of doing social media, but like, I had kind of started falling back into that whole vibe of like, oh, this is a separate company and I want to hide behind it and I don't want to be the face of it. And um, there was like a lot of like, you know, limiting beliefs associated with it. But I found that like everything we were doing was super generic and just kind of blah. So then the last couple of weeks, I've had a full-time intern working with me. We started, um, you know, testing a bunch of content and she straight up told me, she was like, if you're on in this, like, whether it's a reel, a TikTok, you know, whatever, she was like, we'll get like four to 5,000 organic views from like a dead account, right? This is not my personal account. This is a brand new Instagram account. She's like, so your stuff is like getting a lot of reach. She's like, if we don't have you on there, it gets like 200. And so she's like, so we need to have you back in there. And it made me realize that I was like, oh, I was really avoiding like actually having to do content with my face on it and my voice on it. Like I really didn't want to, but it's like, it's what works, right? It's what connects people, you know? And like, so how has that like been for you like to kind of go through that and realize like what it takes for you to like put yourself out there being authentic and then like being vulnerable? Yeah, I mean, that's something I, I feel like I'm trying to learn more and more. Mm -hmm to do like being vulnerable and sharing more. I mean, you know, just because I was kind of schooled in the same thought that it's like very professional, you know, convey a certain image, you know, you're representing other people. But, you know, nowadays I think things are 
really just like this intersection of all of these things that you're interested in and, you know, what you want to share. I mean, I think for me personally, I feel that how I present myself, not just like with posts on social media, but it's like who I speak with, how I engage with, say, candidates, be it that I am, you know, recruiting on behalf of clients. Like I need to seem like I know my stuff. So like I study a great deal, you know, mm-hmm. to really have you know, strong conversations with prospects. And I'm not just some dumb recruiter being like, oh, here's the job. And, you know, tell me how much you want to make that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, and but like that they know me and that they Mm -hmm. feel like I'm serious and for real. And that also means too, that like you have to share that humanity with people, whatever that is. And I mean, I think I'm learning what is comfortable for me you know, what I want to share, I don't want to share too much, but at the same time, you know, people really connect and that's yeah. you know, really finding that formula. You know, it's funny because like, I think there's like, there's a lot of misconceptions about vulnerability and authenticity where I think people like overshoot it like so far where it's like, they hear like, oh, I need to be authentic. They feel like they need to be like um brash or like harsh and like loud and like all these things that are not them and I'm like no that's just being loud that doesn't mean you're being authentic like and I'm a pretty fucking loud person but it's like that's pretty much my natural like I'm either like super low power or I'm like turned all the way up right there's not a like a lot of middle ground for me but it's like you know people feeling like that's what it means to be authentic I mean and then also like with the vulnerability like oversharing um too is a thing or like always being in crisis like that's definitely something that we see you know a lot of where people are like oh I need to be vulnerable I need to share like you know crying da 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 I'm like yeah like there's a time and place sure but it's like if it's like constant state of crisis like you know maybe um work on <laughs> like there's something else that's wrong you know kind of thing but like I don't know it's it's interesting trying to find that balance like as far as choosing what I share like I try I like to share like just the behind the scenes and like kind of the ups and the downs because I don't like it to feel so polished and glamorized of like oh you think you're this like cool entrepreneur and everything's so easy and your life's so luxurious like no like there are parts of my life that are really like cool but there's like also like a lot of parts that are kind of tedious and like mundane and I feel like it's important to show both sides of the journey it is. I mean, yeah, there are things that are more fun than others for sure. I know. At the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, like people who follow you, follow you for all of it and not just part. I mean, at least the ones that are worth it. So I know, right. Yeah. The right people, you know, um, not being scared. Cause like, oh yeah, some people are going to like really just not <laughs> care about what you're doing. So um, recently you started doing lives on LinkedIn. Like how has that process been? I know that was kind of like new for you. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's kind of scary and cool at the same time. Um, I mean, it's cool because like you, I mean, just like every platform, you kind of go live and you don't know who's going to be there. Mm -hmm. But um, it's great in the sense that it's like this immediate platform, especially within the space of LinkedIn for me, because it's like professional people. And, you know, people, small business owners, whatever. So they get to kind of view you right there, you know, and make judgments, good and bad about like you and your style and such. So I like it. It's really powerful. Um, You know, I would say if people, if that's reaching audiences, like on LinkedIn, if that's your group of people, Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a powerful thing to have. 
if you can be a creator on the platform. I mean, it's it's really kind of silly in some ways because they don't allow just anybody, I guess. I guess they have their metrics of who they allow to do LinkedIn Lives and which organizations and people. And I mean, I had applied for it maybe like a year ago or maybe more than a year ago. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know I got approved until maybe like a few months ago where I'm like, what? And so, you know, it's been a learning experience. So mm-hmm. but it's been really good. I mean, I'm excited about the fact that it is just kind of like another avenue to reach out and that, you know, the people I want to target are going to see me if they like it or not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, I mean, but that's what I love about social media, right? Is like, if they like you and they engage with you, they're going to see more of you. If they don't, they won't see you as much. I mean, it also is true if people like dislike you, but they still engage with your stuff and then they'll see more of you too. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Um, So like, what do you think is the biggest difference? Like when it comes to like identity and like how you're showing up, like between like now and like one year ago, you know, I mean, how do you feel like you're showing up now differently or how you just like you're identifying in your business, you know, across platforms, content, like just in the everyday stuff? Um, yeah, it's a really good question because I don't know. I mean, I think for me now it's different because I feel like I'm a lot clearer, like in action and just in my presentation to the world. Mm-hmm. of what I do. And, it, and I mean, maybe it's more confidence, but maybe it's just that like, yeah, there are tools out there that reinforce who I am. So it's like, I'm growing more comfortable with it. And I think people are familiar with what I'm doing outside of just being a recruiter in Hawaii that used to have an agency or something like they understand the complexity of just the stuff that I like to talk about and what I help people with. I think that's become a lot more clear, not just for my own exercise, but also they see it. Yeah. So I have to say that instead of it being like a select group of people that were familiar in what I did, I mean, more people can talk about it now. And I I think it's like what you said about like understanding, like the complexity of it, like um, yeah. like if you introduce yourself, like I literally don't even remember how you introduced yourself like 20 minutes ago, but like when you introduce yourself, do you change it up based on like what room you're in or is it always kind of the same? Yeah. I mean, I do kind of variations of it. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of it is like helping people who feel unseen in the workplace attract the opportunities that they want. So that can take the tack of a career coach. Mm-hmm. or an influencer, if you want to call that, or even like a recruiter. So yeah. it really depends because, you know, sometimes people don't get it. You know, they're, at first when you say that, it's like, okay, so what you find people jobs. I'm like, well, I'm like, I help them, you know, with the strategies and tools so that they can do yeah. something that they want. I mean, I, the work, I'm part, I'm part of the work, but you do the rest of the work, <laughs> like a really more meaningful work. Yeah, it's definitely like something you have to like partner up with. It's not like I'm going to do everything for you, right? Yeah, it's like, no. (laughs) No, it's not going to happen that way. I think like my biggest shift, like, I mean, God, from a year ago, it was like so long. I don't even remember. But I think like now where I'm at, like just in the last like two weeks, I think like since really just like feeling like I feel good, like after taking like a hi- uh, hiatus, hiatus, how do you say that? Hiatus? Yeah. yeah. Hiatus. Okay. So <laughs> whatever. Um, 
like taking that break and then like starting to feel like I missed it again. Like I was like, I miss podcasting. Mm -hmm. I miss doing like, you know, content. I miss writing blogs. I miss emails. Like, you know, just kind of like missing those things that I thought I was not going to ever miss. Cause I was like, just like so over it. Um, yeah. so it's like, I felt that kind of energy start to shift. And then, um, now I think realizing and like after a lot of conversations, cause I'm a verbal processor, like I have to talk about everything. Like it's super irritating, um, you know, cause it's like, okay, let me like talk this out. So it makes sense. But I think understanding and kind of taking a step back. Cause I was, you know, I was really just like showing up as like, I'm a marketing coach who does these things, right. Speaking podcast books, whatever. Yeah. And then I switched to like full on, like I'm a tech founder who also does these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that isn't, helping me as much as I thought it would. And like, there are definitely like spaces that it's like, yeah, I can leave with that. But I think even more than that now, it's like, I feel like I have enough of an established brand where it's like, I get to say like, you know, I'm a tech founder and marketing, you know, strate uh, strategist. And it's like, it, it kind of covers everything. And, yeah. um, you know, and then obviously I switch it up depending on the room, but like, I don't know. It's like, I'm feeling more confident and just like, yeah, I'm sharing fucking Gutierrez and like, I do shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I know my yeah. stuff. And so, um, like, I think I, what will be happening now is while I'm creating content for pretty simple, um, and the app and everything, and that is going well, I think that I will be shifting to creating a lot more personal content again, as well and like just showing up and even though like you know when you kind of start that process again like people have comments like you know it's like a lot of I've been getting so many in-person comments of like oh my god I've been seeing you more on social media it looks so good but then you also get like the little backhanded things where it's like oh my gosh you're on there so much like I'm surprised you don't tell people when you're gonna shit you know and you're like fuck you <laughs> like you know that's like I haven't even been like on there that much you know so it's like everyone has an opinion but it's just kind of like no like I'm ready to like start sharing more of the journey and those that are interested can totally tune in and those that don't like that's fine too like it's fine either way you know but I get to continue to grow my personal brand and business at the same time of growing a tech company and realizing that a, a large percentage of subscribers like actually do come from my personal brand because like in its own right like I have enough followers to be considered air quote an influencer you know so yeah. it's like oh yeah I'm actually really underutilizing my own network my own social media yeah no I mean I would definitely say I mean, just about what you said a moment ago with like people being like everyone has an opinion. And I think that's part of just being vulnerable. Like you, you proceed no matter what people are saying, because it doesn't matter because it's really what you think. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the people that get you will follow you. Right. And the people who don't, they'll not say anything or they'll say something nasty. And it's just like being a public figure, that's kind of like to be expected or even just participating in social media to any extent like you're giving that as license like you're opening yourself up to it so like that's fine and I mean I think you know about what you said that like now you have a brand and you know like having these different identities I mean I that's an important point because I mean we can all have these different interests and things that we're working on but I do think there's something powerful like to introduce and integrate that into your story when you become more known for certain things. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just my opinion. Maybe everyone, you know, people feel differently, but you know, the fact is that many of us have a lot of dreams. So, I mean, you know, Serena Williams does a million things than outside of just being like a kick-ass 
tennis player, right? Right, right. No one ever questions that. Hello, you know. I, I mean, know, right? Seriously, uh, like, yeah. Like, I mean, we can go we... like to the old tried and true yeah. of like Oprah. Like, you know what I mean? She's like known for certain things, but she does so many other things as well. Without question, I would say the only time that I like when you're first getting started, especially like when you're establishing yourself, I feel like, and and it's important to remember that too. But it's like always understand like what's leading and like how you introduce yourself. If you're doing like 10 unrelated things that don't flow together, I usually do try and challenge that because I feel like that's super split energy. Like for me, it's like natural to say I am, um, you know, a marketing consultant, a tech founder, and I also have like books and like all these other things. They all flow from that same energy. It doesn't necessarily like, you know, cannibalize each other or completely different target markets, right? It's like almost like it's like a product depth. Like you can either watch my content or work with me or buy my book or whatever. But then it's like, if you are like, oh, I'm a bookkeeper and I walk dogs, you know, then you're like, wait, what? Like what's happening? Like, you know, it starts to get kind of like messy. So I always like tell people, I'm like, know how you're introducing yourself and like how everything flows together. And if you're doing things that completely just like don't even make sense or flow together at all, like I would kind of challenge that unless you're more established and you have the time and space to be able to like pursue other things. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that it can be confusing if you don't have an established foundation for what mm-hmm. you do. And I think that's really good advice that you just shared with people starting out or sort of new, they haven't made their market as say a coach or as say, you know, like a marketing person or whatever the case might be. So like you have to share your expertise, but like you'll start really seeing your personality and your profile raise, um, you know, when you start, sharing other bits of it, you know, after you've, you know, established something. So I, I would definitely agree with that. You don't want to be like, okay, who are you today? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, when it's like completely like switching, like, yeah, constantly and everything. So it is like, I think just like actually talking about this is kind of making me realize like, we've been doing this for a while. You know what I mean? Like, um, totally. I've been around the block a couple of times, you know what I mean? Like establishing myself in multiple cities. Like I've only been in San Antonio a year. And like, I mean, I've been lucky enough and like strategic enough and intentional and about how I spend my energy to like get on the local speaking circuit and like some of those things, but it's just like, Oh, it's like based on like past experiences, but it's like hard to establish yourself in a new city, you know, but I did that in Atlanta two years ago and, you know, oh. kind of started from Hawaii, but you know, so it's like, I don't know. I am appreciating like how far we've made it in this like crazy little journey. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I know it is kind of like hard to think about it. I mean, I don't feel like I've been doing it forever, but at the same time I, I have, it seems like, I mean, the other day someone had mentioned that she couldn't believe that I've been working as long as I have been like, you know, I've been in the workforce for like 20 years. Yeah. And they're like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm, and in some ways I'm like, yeah, sometimes it's gone fast, but at the same time, there's been so much learning Mm -hmm. that it's like, oh yeah, that makes complete sense that I've been working that long, you know, and doing it that long. Oh yeah. No, when I started, like I was trying to explain to someone, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, you know, I, cause I, you know, one of my things that I use in like speaking and stuff was like, yeah, I built and sold my first website when I was like 14. And I was like trying to think about how far away that was. And I was like, oh shit. I was like 20 years ago. Like that's crazy. Like I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, you're talking to the person who thinks it's still the nineties, like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. But I'm like, wait a second. That was like oh, so long ago. <laughs> tell me about it. No, it's so true. Like, it's just weird to think about like, you know, when you were a young teenager and like, 
we are the like our parents ages you know and their parents friends ages like you know then and so like even working with like you know um interns now like I um you know have my local intern who's college age and I have some high school students and I'm like oh my gosh like that feels like so long ago um but like damn though they're so so smart they're so on top of things like they're so like integrated in technology so much more and like even though like I get it like I'm not like that old but it's like still like you know, we had like a Windows 95, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I had my, I think I got my first iPhone when I was like 16. And I remember being like, whoa, this is insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Just even thinking like way back when, when people are like, yeah, people born today don't know what it's like to be without the internet. And I'm like, oh, I totally remember what it was like <laughs> without the internet. <laughs> and like with like computers that had like these huge, floppy disk kind of like diskettes and stuff. I mean, like, I remember all of that and it's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, as someone who's been in the workforce, like I love working with diverse teams, especially younger people, because like they bring such a point of view, you know, yeah, and just the perspective. So I think, yeah. And I mean, that's even part of like your identity as someone you know, who's not super young anymore, just like learning. And I think sharing and really taking people at face value like that, that is really a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think people are, are generally more accepting of that kind of sharing these days, professionally and personally. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. Like, um, I, I don't think I told you this yet, but like the last like week or two, I've been working on like updating and kind of building out like core values, um, for pretty simple specifically. And, um, you know, obviously like inclusivity is super fucking important and how important diversity is, you know, for me where I'm just like, yeah, like you have to have different voices, um, within the company. And it's like, we still have such a fucking long way to go um but to like kind of like make that into like a random like offshoot conversation so like you know um like I'm queer identify as bisexual but like Latina woman like all these things right and like so I was chatting with someone um from the small business development center earlier and she's like yeah like we're working on building out the accreditation for the queer community you know like not just being like woman-owned minority-owned and I was like really and she was like yeah but there's like definitely some issues because they're like like, how do you prove it? Right. Cause like you, you know, if you're proving like your, you know, um, your cultural background or whatever, like you can do like, you know, they go off of, I guess, birth certificates. Like I'm not, um, like a government recognized, um, minority owned business. So I don't know exactly how that works, but yeah, she was like, yeah, we haven't quite figured that out yet. And I'm like, no shit. That sounds complicated. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so interesting, all of that, but I mean that those are additional elements to our identity. And like mm-hmm. what we're choosing to share, what we're not. And I mean, definitely the sign of the times is like people like, you know, at the risk of oversharing, like there's just so much openness about wanting to include that part in who we are. And I think mm-hmm. for me personally, like, I think it's, I'm all for it, whatever a person wants to share, you know, yeah. because that's who they are. I mean, I don't expect people to cut themselves up and divide into different pieces when they show up to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna accept all of it so so I hope they do that of me you know yeah yeah I mean it definitely it does take like a little bit like of a shift like I mean shit like how long have we been sharing like our pronouns like not that long really like a year two years like when you know like on like when you're like on LinkedIn and stuff like that where there's even options to do that you know I feel like that's forget about even just sharing like even understanding and like 
really understanding where it comes from. I mean, I'm definitely a school where like none of that was shared. And even today, like I'm talking to people like in mm-hmm. meetings and, you know, it's a new concept for a lot of people, you know, and oh, yeah, so interest. It's just an interesting time. But yeah, I know I definitely so like my target demographic, like just for my clients, like tends to skew a little bit older. So sometimes we have those conversations and they're like, I'm overwhelmed by this. And like, I don't understand it, but I like appreciate those like opportunities to kind of teach. And just like, yeah, like it can feel overwhelming. Sure. Like, especially if they're like in their late fifties or early sixties or something. And you're just like, but like, remember how things felt like so foreign, like what you were doing when you were in your twenties or whatever. And like, you know, how your parents didn't understand. And I was like, we have to remember that and like, you know, and just progress and like, but this is like, you know, and then just kind of share like my experiences or my thoughts and like, you know, how we can respect other people and like, you know, how to approach those conversations. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. Like people are generally, I think, you know, I mean, my people are not all people, that's for damn sure, but my people are very open, (laughs) even if they don't understand it. Yeah. 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 No, same. I mean, like, I mean, I'll even admit myself sometimes I'm like, I totally understand the pronouns. I totally understand the use and, you know, respecting everybody but I'm so ingrained in like proper grammar that like I get it mixed up sometimes like it's exactly how I'm mirroring like speech from like how I was taught and like I have to unlearn a lot of things and how are we friends we have the worst grammar in the world (laughs) I mean I don't even no I I'm I mean this is a whole other episode like I'm such a spelling and like grammar person, even though I don't speak like that, but like when I see the written thing, like I get very irked if I see mistakes, especially with my work, but like, I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like that, yeah, that definitely, that'll be like back for our next conversation. So cool. Well, I want to like honor time and everything. I literally don't even know when we started. Was it half an hour, an hour? I don't even know. No, I think it was like half an hour. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of like where things are at. And like, so, I mean, to kind of close up, like, I mean, I feel like we just, like we said, like I said, I really wanted this just to be kind of like an update of a conversation versus feeling like it was this like multi-point presentation. Um, I, cause I, I personally love podcasts where I feel like it's kind of like peeking behind the curtain, like, or listening to somebody's phone call, you know, kind of thing, or just like their kind of diary or thoughts. Like to me, I love that. Um, so I'm like, cool. Like that's how I chose to do this, but, um, definitely like, what's kind of uh, to be a little bit more like, you know, have an ending to this conversation since there's two of us here, like what's next for you? How can people connect with you? Like, I don't know, just kind of give us a download of what you got going on for people who want more Mary. Yeah. So, I mean, I always welcome people to connect with me on social media, especially LinkedIn. So look me up, Mary Despay. I also have what I host. Um, it's called the Move Up Mindset Career Community. It's mm-hmm. a community for working professionals, you know, who want to join. I do like these hour long conversation calls on different job topics, you know, hiring, job search, whatever, resume stuff. So you can go to my website and I'm sure you'll probably share where you can contact me, but it's a long website. It's mkdespayconsulting.com. Um, <laughs> so that's so bad. MK Consulting, wait, wait, M- wait say it Consulting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll put them in the show. Yeah, like in the description. Yeah. So, I mean, those are things that are keeping me busy. And then this fall, I'm speaking at the annual 
uh, conference convention for the Society of Women Engineers in Houston. So that's where people can find me, but happy to, you know, connect with folks. Yeah, no, thank you. This was like so much fun. I can't wait to come to Houston because then you'll hopefully come down to San Antonio and we can finally hang out. Um, or maybe yeah. I have to come to Houston. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's coming. It's actually happening though. But um, no, this was so good. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming. And like, I don't know, who knows what I'll talk about next time. But I don't know. We might have to do this again because it was super fun. So you guys have an amazing day. Um, what do I have going on right now? I think the mogul mastermind is definitely like, that's been something so fun. I have my membership group. Um, so you guys can check that out if you want to, but that is one of the best places to have like actual like access to me. Cause we have three calls a month and um, zoom calls. I just did a training last week or yeah, last week, yesterday on like how to readjust your goals mid year and like pivoting and like all of that. So that was like such a good lesson. And um, so yeah, so definitely check that out. It's in the show notes and I will we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, bye. Bye.